Last week we talked about the need to study and read your Bible daily. I want to go a little step further with that and try to encourage you to remember as much as you can of what you read. If you would go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy 6, look with me at verse 4. God is impressing upon the people to care about His Word. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house, and on thy gates, and it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. You shall not go after other gods or of the gods of the people which are around about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. God wants us to take in what He says. It's not just trivia. These are the words of life. These words are not just words that we need to be able to just say, oh I, oh, I read a few. We need to live by these words. How might I do that in the very best way possible that I, I don't just pick it up once in a while? Again, if this time is the only time you pick up your Bible, you're not getting enough. You're, you're going to be malnourished. It's not enough to only read your Bible at this particular time. But you also want to live by these words and practice them. Now, I've got to ask you, though, when you, you think about remembering God's words, how do you do that? How, imagine you are a Jew... In that time period, you didn't have a Bible in this format. Imagine there were scrolls that were taught to you. And maybe perhaps not everyone had access to all of these scrolls all the time in their households. They didn't have the availability as we have it on a device. How were they going to be able to know 
what God's word said. And how did they know it so well? Do you think when he said to talk about him when you're walking by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, are you imagine, imagining a Jew carrying a scroll, looking down at his scroll while he's talking to his son? Remember here what it says or here at this part? Or is he lying in his bed with a, with a scroll? Or I imagine what they were doing is they were taking the words and taking it in and remembering, reciting, thinking about it, talking about it, meditating on it in order to try to say, what, is the, what does he mean? Why did God say that to us? Am I living according to what he said there? Am I missing something? Is there something in this that we're not applying? These are all good questions that we should ask ourselves when we are reading. But notice how he said to do these things. Perhaps the, the way to do it is first care about God's Word. It's going to be hard to remember what God has said if it really doesn't matter to you. Notice how he said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. If you love God, you care what He has to say. If you don't love Him and you don't really care and you're focused on other things, it's not that important to you, you probably won't apply yourself. Now I make this point that oftentimes people will say, you know, I don't really remember much of Scripture. But I would probably gather to say, it's one thing if somebody is beginning. So, so let me make a caveat there. I, I understand it's a time, there's a time and place and a growth. If someone is just starting in their faith or starting to seek and they're learning, surely we don't expect that person to know as much as someone who's been in the faith for a while. However, there are oftentimes brethren and sisters who, are, who, who attend services repeatedly. They've been Christians for quite some time, and yet they still make these remarks, I don't remember much. But yet I think if you were to start inquiring further about other things that they know about, it, it is often true, and if you're honest with yourself, that you know much about some things. Take something that you know that I don't, that you care about. I could probably carry on a conversation. I can find out very quickly that you know many facts and figures. You know all the, sometimes a lot of ins and outs because that's something you care about. Have you ever talked to someone who, who enjoys sports? I, I, I love sports. And yet someone, they can tell you stats, the, the, the amount of pay, they can tell you what the, what the win-loss record is. They can tell you about some things quite some time ago. And they know these things. They know certain things because they care about these things. Do this with any area in your life that you care about. And let's imagine someone else, that's not an interest. I'm talking about hobbies or anything else of interest whether it's history or whether it's some tidbit of knowledge, if it's some medical thing, 
It doesn't matter. Change the subject. Whatever it is, if you care about that subject, it just stands to reason if that's important to you, you're probably going to know more than the average person who does not care about that particular thing. And so you see my point that you're at least going to know more about things you care about because you're going to apply yourself. You're going to be diligent about that. So take that part when he says to love your Lord, to love him with all your heart and with all your soul. And the words that he is commanding you, how important do you consider the words of the Lord? In verse 7, talk about them. I believe that is one of the best ways to learn and take in and recall and make it a part of your life. If you will establish, and hopefully you are, making a daily time dedicated to applying yourself to know God's Word. But then the rest of your day, find somebody that you can tell about something you read. It's just going to work better to cause you to think about that Word and tell others about it. Say, hey, you know, I was reading this morning in my, in my Bible study about this particular passage and I was thinking about what it said there and find someone to talk about what you just read. Or maybe even ask them, what do you believe this passage is meaning? Have you ever read that? The act of talking about God's Word is going to solidify what you're learning. That's just basic common sense. Oftentimes people will ask preachers, how is it that you're able to recite so many Bible passages. I wish I had a memory like you. As if somehow, I guess preachers must have a better physical memory than the average person. I'm kind of doubting that. Now, I'll acknowledge that there are some preachers who are pretty sharp, but I'm going to venture to say it's probably not that it's just natural. It's probably more they just applied themselves. I've given you this example before that there are there was a person who, who told this preacher, he said, I, I'm amazed at how well you know the scriptures. I would give my life if, if I could be able to, to know God's word the way you do. And the preacher said, I have. I, I want you to see, though, it's, it's what you do with your time. It's, what you, it's how you apply yourself. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes work. I'm not asking you to keep up with someone else. I'm not asking you to compete with someone else. This is not about showing off. It's not about doing it to please men. It's not trying to say, hey, I know more than you. Knowledge puffs up, love edifies. 1 Corinthians 8, verse 1. I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying to encourage you to memorize God's Word so you can one-up someone. I'm not trying to encourage you to memorize his word so you can win an argument. It's not about that. It's about knowing God's word so that you can take in as much of his word as possible and let it lead and guide you in your life. And that you will take his word with you wherever you go. But speaking about his word is one one of the best ways to solidify what you read. 
it, it gets the juices flowing. It, it causes you to meditate. It causes you to think about the words that are there. And it gets other people involved. It, it, hopefully, you should love God's Word so much that not only are you thinking about it and you're talking about it, that that would be contagious and cause other people to talk about it. In your own household would be the best place to start here. He talks about writing it down, putting it before you, putting it on the doorposts of your house. Now, maybe this writing it, letting it be as frontlets between your eyes or, or writing it on the doorposts of your house, whether that's figurative or literal, either way, the point is he wants you to have it on the forefront of your mind. He wants you to meditate on it. You ever heard the term chewing the cud? Like what cows do, they will, they will chew their food, swallow it, bring it back up, chew it again, and then, the, then it goes back down. And so it's, it's, there's a, a double stomach that they have. What if we did God's word like that? It's, it's, you know, when we use that term chewing the cud, like... You, you, you take it in, you think about it, you chew on it, you, you, you bring it back up. It's not a gross thing in this case. This is something that you want to revisit, repeat, think about, not just one time. How many times have you looked at God's Word and, and you heard it the first time, thought you understood it, you go away thinking about it a little bit more, oh, wait, now I, I see what he's saying there. This is why it's important, because we are forgetful creatures. Why do we have memorials such as taking the Lord's Supper? When Jesus said, this do in remembrance of me, he wants us to remember the sacrifice he made for us. He wants us to remember how much he loved us and how much he gave for us and to be reminded of our purpose to live for him. Why do, why do we have such things? To, to, because we need to have it before us again and again and again. It's not like we read something one time and perfect recall and there it is. But sometimes repetition is a good thing for us. And I'm not just talking about just going through the motions just haphazardly or as a robotic thing, but just to say I've done it. I'm talking about doing it with the purpose and with my heart so that I do want to know what he says. What happens is, if you look at this passage, God's going to bless them so richly. He's going to give them so many things, and he wants them to remember where it came from. They didn't do this themselves. They didn't become God's people of their own doing. They didn't get what they had because they earned it. It was a gift of God. It was due to His promises. He wants them to, to know that. And here's another uh, factor that gets involved. is You're going to be hearing and there's things from the world around you. They are going to say their teachings... They're going to repeat their ideas, their philosophies, and their opinions. And if you don't have God's Word to counteract that, you might just swallow some of these false ideas of the world and, and embrace that 
and you're going to be led astray. Or it's going to infiltrate into your thinking in ways that God doesn't really want you to adopt the world's thinking. And He doesn't want to compete with other people. And He doesn't want to compete with other people's imaginations about what they worship. There's only one true God, and God is a jealous God, and He doesn't want to share you. He doesn't want His Word to take a, a, a backseat or, or to share time with other philosophies of the world. He wants you to know what He has to say. And so I want to encourage you to make this an endeavor of yours that you not only want to read God's Word, but you want to try to remember as much as possible. Now, I'm also trying to convince you of the importance of why this is a good activity. And in further to, uh, to show that, I want you to look at uh, Matthew chapter 4. And I want you to see what Jesus did whenever He was tempted. In Matthew chapter 4, in verse 4, when Satan tempted him, Jesus hadn't eaten in quite some time. And obviously he had the power to make food out of whatever he wants. He's the one that spoke the world into existence. He's the Lord who can feed 5,000 people at once or 4,000 in another time. Feed these multitudes. He could give them manna right out of the sky, and yet, yes, he could, he could make bread out of stones if he wants to. And Satan is tempting him to do that in this case. But Jesus answered that temptation in Matthew 4, 4 by saying, It is written, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The written word was so powerful that he used it as a way to fight temptation. What if you had committed these precious truths of God to your mind and memory so that when that time comes when someone is trying to get you to do something you know is wrong, that these words are ringing in your ears so abundantly that you know, I want to do what God said and I don't want to follow what this person is trying to get me to do. But perhaps you're saying, why do I need to memorize God's Word? Why do I need to try to remember it whenever I just, I've, I've got my Bible, I can just open it up and read it. Or I've got my device, I can just search it. But I might ask you this, if that's the case, how do you know what to look for if you don't know it's there? How do you know how to search it? But if you've read it and you have some recall and you know at least what some of the words are, you at least know what to search... So there is some memory involved in trying to recall what the Lord has said and not forget it. But I'm going to also say I, I use these tools. I do search. I'm often trying to... Well, what's that verse? I can't remember where it's at. I'm doing the same thing. And so I'm trying to encourage you to remember God's Word. I'm not trying to claim that I have the best memory of, of, of verses. So make that uh, clarification. But I need to know more. I need to have more of His Word stored in my mind, in my, my heart, and have it a part of me that I can use it at these times of temptation. 
How much better would I be if when someone tries to tempt me to do something or say something, maybe, maybe the, I have a temptation to be angry. But I'm thinking, I remember he said, be slow to anger. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. God is slow to anger. And I'm remembering these kinds of principles. Might that help me? Or perhaps if someone is trying to start an argument and, I'm, and it's starting to get heated, and I remember Proverbs 15.1, a soft answer turns away wrath. That might help me in that moment to be slow, step back, don't have to raise my voice. I don't have to, you know, respond in the same manner as the other person. Maybe it's better to not speak. Think about what I'm going to say. Or if, if I do choose to speak, to be kind with my words so that I don't regret something that I, that I said. But Jesus uses God's Word here. He does it again in verse 7. He does it again in verse 10. And each time He says, it is written. Do you see the power of having God's Word on your heart so that in times of temptation you can use it? What if you're tempted to see something that's inappropriate? Watch something. Or look at someone. And you're remembering... The psalmist said, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of those who turn aside. And you are embracing that principle and you're saying, I am not going to do that. Might that help you in that time of temptation? If some situation causes you to be tempted to want to lie, and you remember that all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Or you remember that Satan is the father of lies and he told the first one in Genesis 3. And you're remembering these kinds of things, that lying is not something God approves of. God cannot lie. And you remember that principle. He is a God of truth. And if I want to be his son, I don't want to lie. Do you think that having God's Word on your heart will help you fight these temptations? Having God's Word on your heart will help you fight false doctrine when people say things that are not true, but you remember what God's Word said about it. And you know, well, that, that can't be true because here's what He did say. God did say. If you go back to Deuteronomy, look at chapter 4. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, look at verse 6. He says, keep... Or look at verse 5. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should do so in the land where you go to possess it. Keep, therefore, and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon Him for? What nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? 
Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons, especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. Do you see how he's trying to encourage them to remember what they saw, what they felt when they heard God's word, and to not ever forget God? Psalm 119 and verse 11 says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Some of your translations may say treasure or store. What do you do with valuables? You, tr you lock it up and you keep it. And you don't want others to steal it. You buy the truth and you don't sell it. You store it. And you want to be able to store it so that you don't forget it. And you want to store it so that you can be able to use it in your life. How much better would we be if, if we had God's Word on our mind whenever we are discouraged? When there's some event in our life or something that's causing us to be weary. But I remember His Word that said, Be not weary in well-doing. And I remember His Word that teaches me to trust God and to hold fast and to be faithful and to know that God understands. Casting all your care upon Him, for He cares for you. If I have that idea and I, ha and I have that pressed upon my mind that whenever I think other people don't understand or they don't care, but I'm thinking... I need to know the Lord understands. He does care. He does care for me. And so if I'm experiencing some kind of anxiety or worry or stress, then I need to know that He's there. And I need to know that He, he, he can help me. And I think about His promises and I think about who He is and how kind He is. And perhaps that will help me get through that difficulty. Not only that, I want to have His Word ready on my lips. Look at Proverbs chapter 22. In Proverbs chapter 22, notice in verse 17. Proverbs twenty-two seventeen 17 says, Bow down thine ear and hear the words of the wise and apply thine heart unto my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if thou keep them within thee, they shall withal be fitted in thy lips or ready on your lips. When you're thinking about them, meditating on it so that you can talk about it. When we are pondering God's promises and, and the love that He has for us, we're going to be better able to give an answer of the reason of the hope that is within us. If someone were to ask us, why do you believe? Would you be able to give them an answer? 
of some kind of why you believe in the Lord, why you believe his word is true, why you have hope, why you believe Jesus is the son of God? Why do you believe those things? Do you have some kind of reason that you know? Or would you just say, well, it's because that's what I was raised to do, or, or did I just believe? I'm not sure that's going to be very convincing to the other person if, you, if, if it's that shallow. But do you have some strong reasons why you believe, and do you have that formulated? So I'm not only just talking about memorizing a verse. I'm talking about memorizing and remembering principles and the things behind those words and applying ourselves for that. In Psalm 119, look at verse 97. Psalm 119 and verse 97. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. How, how would you do that all the day if you're not thinking about it, trying to remember it? Yes, you can bring out your Bible. Yes, you can look at it. But there's a point where you're trying to remember it. So perhaps you're, 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 you're again sitting there and you're, you're making excuses. And I understand that, because I know it's easy to do to say, well, I just don't have a good memory. Or maybe I'm getting older, and maybe there are some challenges with that. Well, what I would say is all the more important reason to try to retain as much as you can. I will say this, that in North Carolina, whenever we had a weekly Bible study in a nursing home, there was two sides of the nursing home. One side was a, a, a dementia care side and sometimes they would come and, and they're forgetting things obviously but they're having some moments of clarity what was really amazing is whenever you could say a verse there's this one occasion I remember very vividly where I began to read Psalm 23 and I only got like the first line out and one of the ones who had dementia immediately she finished the entire Psalm 23. How was she able to do that? At some point in her life, she had applied herself to know that. And do you not want to... And you can feel how they're trying to hang on and they're treasuring it because they want to remember things that they're struggling to, to remember. So if you're, if you're in the stage where you're starting to forget, I want to encourage you... All the more reason to remember as much as you can and apply yourself to try to do that. If you forget it the next day, do it again. Even that activity of forcing you to think about God's Word is a good activity. If you're young, remember and apply yourself as much as you can while your mind is younger and sharp. And so that you can have these uh, these. Nuggets of truth to guide you. How many times has someone said that they, if they went astray, they might hear their mother's words ringing in their ears? Certain statements. And it was those words that brought them back and made them want to repent. 
Might it be that if we're ever drifting that the God's word would be ringing in our ears and we'd be thinking about these things to help us? So I just want to encourage you. I'm not telling you the amount. I can't say that for you. You might have your own way of trying to do it. I can give you some, some practical advice, but I, I, I can also say that just simple rote, taking the effort, say the reference, say the verse, say it again, say it again, say it again, say the, say the first word, say the first phrase, repeat it, repeat it, then do the next phrase, add that to it, and eventually, oh wait, what did he say there? I'd already forgot that. Go back and say it again. Things will pop out at you in that process. Things will jump out. Oh, that's the word that he says there. And you'll understand some principles just because you're forcing yourself to say it again and again. Maybe there's other ways of doing it. But I would encourage you to at least make that effort. Now, if the next day you, you're trying to remember the verse that you memorized the day before, do it again. It might be just a little easier. And the next day, and review it. And if you already know the verse, sometimes over, overkill is a good thing. Where you're saying it again, and you're solidifying, and, and eventually you won't have to repeat that as often in order to retain it in your memory. It will get easier and, and, and it will come to your mind quicker. But I believe it's a great activity for you to apply yourself in. There once was a, a case where in a court of law, the, when they used to bring out a Bible and have them place their hand on the Bible, there was a, there was a, a sister in Christ who happened to be present. They said, oh, just put your hand on her. Because that, 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 that'll be pretty close. Somebody knew that that sister knew the word. It used to be that people would say that we were people of the book. Are we? Are we people who know God's word? Do, do other people look and, and, and do they, can they tell that this is not just something we're doing haphazardly? It's not just something that it's just a, a, a pastime but we really sincerely care about what God's Word says and we hang on His words. Again, I'm not saying to do this as a show-off. I'm not saying it for any other... Don't let your pride swell if you, if you do begin to know God's Word. But I want to encourage you to make the effort and you'll be blessed for it and it will serve you. And as you begin to do it, you'll see the benefits if, if, if you don't allow the excuses to keep you from making the efforts. I, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I know this is a, a slightly different lesson than you've probably been accustomed to hearing, but I, I wanted to encourage you to apply yourselves in this. Why not obey God's Word? Maybe, maybe you're in the audience and you're thinking, I, I want to start learning about Jesus we want to help you if you're, if you're new to that. We can set up a study with you and sit down with you and try to teach you regularly and help you to grow and know more about the Lord. 
If you're ready to make a commitment to please Him, you're ready to say, I, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and I'm ready to change and start serving Him. We can baptize you. And you can begin your walk with Him. And if you're a Christian, we want you to live by what you know. What, what, and and a keep learning and keep growing and don't be stale in what you've learned. Don't ride on the success of the past. You've got to keep at it and stay faithful. Appreciate your attention, whatever your need is, once you come, while we stand.